You're listening to the San Antonio Public Library's podcast, Tuned In. This podcast is made possible through the generosity of the San Antonio Public Library Foundation. Our sound engineers are Daniel Garcia and Daniel Gonzalez. Show notes can be found at guides.mysample.org. That's guides.mysanantoniopubliclibrary.org. Joining us today are Raquel, Edward, Tim, and I'm JD. Our special guest is Rachel Kamada. Rachel, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. I'm currently a senior attending the International School of the Americas. Okay. Pleasure to meet you. Pleasure to meet you too. It's cool to be over at the San Antonio Public Library. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. JD, will you tell us about the Teen Arts Festival that's coming up? Yes, it's coming up um, this year. It will be Saturday, November 16th from 11 to 4. It's multiple arts. Uh, we, we have visual arts. We have an adjudicated art show, an art slam. This year we have two new additions. We're going to have fashion, and although we've had dance in the past, we're going to have ballet this year. There's short films and all sorts of stuff. Um, but really, Rachel can speak a lot to it because she's been in it, what, three years now? This will be my third year, yes. Um, can you tell us a little bit, like, uh, let's, let's start with your first experience with the Teen Arts Fest. So... That was my summer of eighth grade, or eighth grade year, actually. And I came to the Teen Arts Fest with my father and my younger sister, and we were just walking around, and I saw this interesting setup on the first floor of the library. There was a painting or mural on the wall that was taped up on a canvas, and some tables and paints, and the floor was covered. And I stood and watched this crew of people similar to my age, they were probably maybe two years older than me, paint this mural design. And maybe after 10 or 15 minutes of me watching them paint, one of them asked me if I wanted to join in and said sure, and I hopped right on in. So she's talking about um, Alex Rubio's mosaic, Blue Star Mosaic, or how do you say it? Um, The mosaic program. So they were doing a workshop and that's how she happened in on it. Um, but it's going to be interesting peeling away the layers because she's really done different things with the Teen Arts Fest and outside of Teen Arts Fest. Right. That sounds awesome. I see. I've, I'm seeing that you are a featured artist this year. So what exactly are you? I mean, is it a, just like an exhibit? How many pieces or is it just one piece per person or how does it work? J.D.? So Rachel's our first <laughs> featured artist. I don't know if you might have stumped her, but we're just Sorry. like the podcast where we're the featured artists um, through the Teen Arts Fest Committee's eyes is will be winners of either the Adjudicate Art Show or the Art Slam. And then going forward, they can uh, do things like Rachel has done, like designing this year's Teen Arts Fest and Rock the Plaza Flyers. Oh, and awesome. Rachel's got an exhibit. Do you want to talk about that at the Great Northwest? So actually, just last week or the week after that, we met up at the Great Northwest Library to look at the exhibition space available there for me to exhibit some of my pieces that I've created through school and through the Blue Star Mosaic program. And I believe that the displays, we talked about October, right? We did talk about October. Okay. That's about neat. a two-month exhibit period. How many pieces are you going to display there? The number hasn't been decided yet, but around eight for sure. Eight pieces, that's pretty interesting. And what medium do you prefer to use? Or what's what paintings, sculptures, what, what do you prefer to? I personally do a lot of drawings using 
Mars Lumograph pencils, it's a real waxy pencil that gives you a lot of nice dark colors. I also do a lot of acrylic and oil paintings. Okay, okay. I want to ask you about a specific piece of art, which I believe started with the art slam, and it's called Boiled Outside the Shell, right? Yes, Boiled Outside the Shell. That is a Prismacolor drawing on paper of basically two hands holding or cracking open a hard-boiled egg with two black sesame seed eyes hmm. in the egg. And it was interesting because it was a random occurrence. My dad was boiling eggs, and some yolk came out of the shell and formed a little head blob <laughs> on the outside of the egg. And two years ago, he played around and put two sesame seeds in the blob for eyes, and we gave it some grape arms after we ate the grapes off the stem, so it had some arms and a head. And the picture is my sister's hands, and they don't look like hers because the colors have made them very masculine looking. And they look older too, I thought it was always an older man holding the egg. And um, it's an interesting picture. The original had no meaning, it was just something cool, but um, when I was creating, I think, what could this also symbolize? And I've gotten a lot of different responses from people, but what they thought it meant. Mm. So I'd like to jump in and ask a question. This is Tim, by the way. Um, is there a particular subject matter that you like to draw more than others? I would say I draw a lot of hands because I think compared, well, technically speaking, if you draw a person, then the face can change a lot depending on the age of the person. And myself, I find it easier to draw things with lines. So that's certainly older people and hands and things that bend and move. So I draw a lot of hands. I also draw a lot of things relating to my Japanese heritage and my grandparents who are currently living in Japan. Oh, wow. that's really neat. Cool. That's really neat. So Rachel, what was your first experience that made you decide that you want to be an artist? I think it was in middle school and my art teacher had this giant, at least six foot by three foot canvas just sitting outside in the hallway and it was covered with random snippets of art that had painted over it throughout the years and she said, I want to make a giant falcon on this campus because that was our school mascot mm. and there is an empty hallway up at the front of the school building and so she had different people sketch out ideas for what it would look like and what colors would be used and are we going to put any words on this particular canvas and my design was chosen and I spent a lot of time working on that in middle school and I thought okay this is cool this is something I want to do in the future. Awesome. Um, since we talked about them briefly, do you want to talk more about your experience with Mosaic? Sure. So through the Teen Arts Festival and that booth run by the Mosaic program, and I was painting on, at that booth and working on the mural that was pinned up to the wall, and Alex Rubio, who was there organizing that booth, said, do you know about the Mosaic program? I said no, so he told me about the Mosaic program, which is run through Blue Star Contemporary for teens in high school. And they go there after school and work with really cool and interesting materials that they probably haven't worked with before and learn about the San Antonio art community and how to basically sell your artwork. Mm -hmm. 
and he invited me to apply after I showed him some of my artwork on my phone. And a few weeks later, I went down to Blue Star and I brought my portfolio. We had a small interview and I joined the Mosaic program. That's awesome and interesting. So JD mentioned that you designed the the, the poster. Fly, the artwork that um, mark, our marketing department is using and will use for Rock the Plaza and the Teen Arts Fest. So about how long did that take you to kind of come up with and, you know, fin- can just finish it? I had time to figure out what I wanted to design for the flyers because after the Teen Arts Festival, JD contacted me and said, are you interested in perhaps mm-hmm. having an exhibition or designing these pieces of artwork? So I said, sure. And we met a few times prior to the deadline of when we would need those pieces of artwork back. So I had a few sketches. I also did a small miniature, I guess, painting in my journal that was like, okay, these are the colors that might be good mm-hmm. looking at these together. Okay, that makes me think of Rock the Plaza or the Arts Festival. And perhaps working on the actual piece maybe took two weeks for each of them, but that's maybe 15, 30-ish minutes out of the day that I sat down after I did my homework and worked on those pieces. Oh, wow. That's impressive. I have a question for you. Do you plan out your pieces, or do they just come to you and you just have to create it after it comes to your mind? I think the majority of my pieces are spontaneous decisions after I take a picture or I see something, I think of something, or after the teacher says, okay, I want you to work with this medium and maybe think about pattern Mm -hmm. or contrast or value or shape. And I think, okay, I thought of this picture or I thought of an idea and I said, okay, I'm going to do that. And I take a picture, I find some reference images, and I directly make design and then maybe about 30 percent of my pieces are prompted for investigation or thematic okay i'm gonna focus on my cultural heritage i'm gonna make a bunch of pieces exploring this idea okay can i ask how the teen arts fest has helped you grow as an artist yes i well the original meeting of me talking to Alex Rubio happened at the Teens Arts Fest, which I thought was a really cool coincidence. And then I participated in an art slam, which is a timed art um, competition where you sit down with other artists and you create artwork on the spot. Mm-hmm. And last year it was about three hours to create a piece. And you can grid it beforehand or you know what size of canvas you're working on and you can always prepare, but you still have to sit down for three hours and complete a piece and do that to the highest quality that you can manage Mm -hmm. within that time. And that's a lot different from school where you have maybe 15 minutes, you have Mm -hmm. to set up, you have to cooperate with the students around you to get work done and there's not necessarily that time pressure to get things done. So I thought that was a very interesting experience to work on something continuously for that long and under pressure. Yeah, it's it's an interesting dichotomy because it's three hours, that's a long time, but it's three hours, that's a short time too, if you're competing. So like, what was your stress level or your energy or I don't know how, walk us through those three hours briefly. 
So I think the first half an hour, perhaps, I was using one color to basically outline everything, find out, okay, this area is darker. I should just smack a blob of paint on there and <laughs> go over it later. Yeah. And that was maybe the first half an hour. And then the next hour and a half was spent adding in details in layers instead of working on one section. So I would get all of the light yellow and put that where the highlights would be. And then I take the next color or burnt umber and put that on top of the yellow and mm-hmm. where that needed to go. And that happened for about an hour and a half. And then the last half an hour was, or the remaining time was me getting blacks and other colors and touching up mm-hmm. those details and looking at the clock. Okay, I have 10 minutes left. How much can I accomplish and to what level of technical excellence in that amount of time without getting hung up on the details? Right. Yeah, and technical excellence, there we have it. When when I came and had to be a mean person, say brushes down, and I saw what she had created, I was like, what? <laughs> I bet. Uh, so do you prefer to do it in little spurts, or do, would, do you like to sit down and have an extended period of time when you work on something? I can sit down for an extended period of time and do some things like that. I did procrastinate on my summer art homework and had to sit (laughs) down and work on it, but I think I prefer long stretches because the longer you work on the piece, for me personally, I feel that I understand what I want it to look like more, I understand Mm. why I'm creating the piece. I also understand compared to maybe a picture or a live model how I want my way of sketching mm-hmm. or mark making to change how the piece looks like. Ah, interesting. interesting. So where do you envision your art taking you in the future? Well, I consider myself an artist. I could call myself an artist. I know moving forward that I will not be a professional artist per se. Maybe I will exhibit artwork every year or maybe every two years working on art on the side. Hmm. I think I would probably pursue international relations, something to do with Japan and my heritage there. I am currently learning Japanese, so I want to keep working on that and see what I can accomplish. Hmm. That's interesting that you don't want to pursue it as a career. You, You have, it seems like, more ambitious goals. That's really awesome, you being you know, so young and I mean, obviously, your creative side, you're exploring that now, but I'm extremely impressed with the fact that you want to do something uh, to include your heritage and that you're so proud of that. Thank you. It's really great. And I did mention earlier that I procrastinate, and it's one of the reasons why I don't think I should become (laughs) a professional artist. And I know artists are procrastinators naturally, but I know that if I didn't have a class or a professor or boss that told me, hey, you need to make artwork this month. You like the deadline. <laughs> so many pieces of artwork this year, then I know I wouldn't accomplish that. Right. And you're, so. You're very self realized for a teenager. I think there are people at right? this table that don't recognize <laughs> exactly, that about themselves. Exactly. Yeah. About how many pieces of art do you produce a month on average? A month, I would say one. That's pretty good. One. And that's during the school year, during the summer that drops down to about 0.3. (laughs) (laughs) Got a busy schedule, huh? Yes. So you talked about how your uh, Japanese ancestry influences your art. In what ways does that happen? Do you have any 
favorite Japanese artists? I have always kind of wondered what my family in Japan did. My dad moved here when he was in his 20s to go to college. And while he didn't teach me Japanese, he taught me a lot about um, some Japanese food, traditions in the household. And I always regretted that I couldn't speak to my grandparents, which is why I'm currently learning Japanese. And I think that question of, okay, what are they doing? How are they living? How do they go about their daily lives? What did they do when they were my age? Drives a lot of the artwork I create that's related to that and those questions. So recently through Japan Club at my school, we did a mural that has images of Hawk size, the Great Wave prints, and several of those in his series, um, views of Mount Fuji. Mm-hmm. So that was a really interesting experience to create a large-scale version of one of his prints, as well as the English and Japanese translation explaining oh. that. And some personal works. Currently, I'm in AP Studio Art, and one of the main focuses of that is a sustainable investigation where you ask questions and create artwork off of that Hmm. and I'm currently exploring those questions right now in school. Have you visited Japan? I have. I did when I was eight. I remember very little. My sister who is a year and a half younger than me remembers more (laughs) than I do but I was also able to visit Japan sophomore summer. During my school we have a sister school in Takayama, Japan. So Mm -hmm. we hosted exchange students and I went to Japan for about two weeks in the summer. That's awesome, that's wonderful. Did you produce a lot of work after coming back? I had a lot of reference images when I came back. I wouldn't say I produced a lot of work, but I definitely had three or four pieces that were directly inspired by my time in Japan. Okay. Rachel, you've been a very delightful and insightful guest. Thank you so much for coming out. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank you. Thank you for coming out. So JD, if someone wanted to get involved in Teen Arts Fest, how would they do it? Go to mysapple.org and under our site, look for Teen Arts Fest, and you'll see a libguide with instructions how to submit your art. Thanks for listening to the San Antonio Public Library's podcast, Tuned In. We hope to see you at the library soon. Hey, thanks for listening, and get connected on mysapple.org with Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Snapchat, Pinterest, Flickr, Instagram, and follow Tuned In on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music.